Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. So excited you're here today. What a cool show. All right, so we're taking a look at the four main buckets of assets and how to think about your money. Welcome. So first of all, maybe you're new to this and you're thinking, what is an asset? Again, can you please, you know, give me a definition? So it's a resource with economic value that someone controls with the expectation that it will provide future value. When most people think about assets, they think about stocks, large cap, small cap, international, or maybe they think about the mix of stocks and bonds. Have you heard of the 60-40 portfolio? But the problem with this approach is that stocks and bonds are just paper assets. That's one type or bucket of assets. But it's not the only bucket of assets. And if you want to really understand your money, you need to look at all the buckets of assets you might have, and you need to create a balanced approach across them all. Let's dive in and understand what the main buckets of assets are and how you can use this to think about your money. So, the four main buckets of assets, you, paper assets, real assets, or business assets. Those are the four. Let's first talk about you for a second. You are typically your biggest asset, at least for the first 25 to 50% of your life. You earn money, typically by working, which can provide you for you and your family. And then we talk about paper assets. So these are stocks, bonds, options, crypto, or anything else that you don't physically own, but they represent a value of some type. This is a big bucket for a lot of people. Think 401k, because that typically holds your paper assets. Now we talk about real assets. These are physical assets like real estate. There are a variety of real estate assets, but these can both provide physical ownership and also cash flow. And then business assets. So this is a business that you own. It can be combined with you, but typically this asset bucket focuses on both the value and cash flow that a business provides outside of a salary. Now that we have a basic understanding of each of these, let's dive in just a little bit more on each of them and see how they impact your money. First up, you, which is typically the first asset. You are typically your very first and most important asset. I say typically because there are a few people that might have inherited money or maybe have a trust fund. Yeah, but for most of us, that's just not the case. So when I say you, I'm referring to your personal ability to earn money. This means going to a job and earning a paycheck or side hustling and earning some income. This income stream involves you doing something with your time and in exchange, you just earn some money. You can grow the amount of money you earn by increasing your skills or value. For example, this could mean specializing in a trade or going to college to get a degree. By improving yourself, you have the potential to earn more value for your time. For example, the minimum wage in California is 15 bucks an hour. However, if you build a specialized skill, like an electrician, you can earn $36 an hour on average. And if you go to college to become an attorney, yeah, you can earn 100 bucks per hour on the low end or upwards of $500 or more if you specialize and gain experience. The bottom line is your ability to earn money is an asset. Treat it as such and leverage your early ability to earn to diversify. 
Now let's dive a little deeper on paper assets. Paper assets are a big bucket of assets, stocks, bonds, options, cryptocurrencies, and more. The key distinguishing factor here is that paper assets can be transacted with fairly quickly and easily, whether converting to cash or trading or selling. They get their name because they used to be pieces of paper that define ownership of an asset, such as stock share certificates. Today, most of the ownership here is digital. Paper assets are usually the first stepping stone most people take beyond themselves. For example, investing in a 401k at work. This is ownership in stocks, a paper asset. Now we dive deeper into real assets. Real assets are a contrast to paper assets in that they are ownership of tangible or physical things. Typically, we're talking about real estate here. As a result of something being real, transactions are typically harder or slower to process. Real assets can provide value both intrinsically, by just existing, or by generating cash flow, or both, in the case of most real estate assets. The challenge with real assets, especially real estate, is that the bar to entry can be high. Now we talk about business assets. So finally, you have business assets. This is direct ownership of a business that can generate cash flow or hold value outside of your personal salary or wage. This is ownership beyond a side hustle. To hold a business asset means that you can sell it and another company would pay you for your business without you in it. Business ownership has been a clear path to wealth creation over the years, uh, but it does typically take a combination of both your time and potentially your money to make it happen. So, all that said, how do you think about your money across all of these four buckets? So, with this understanding of money, what does it mean for your personal finances? Well, in the most simplest terms, during your working years, you should be taking excess money from the you bucket, like your earnings, and putting them to work in your other buckets, paper assets, real assets, or your business. And then at some point in the future, you want the other buckets to have grown large enough that you can use the income produced by them to replace the income generated by you. But there are also practical considerations you might want to think about on your journey. For example, if the you bucket or maybe the business bucket grows too large, you might want to make sure you're diversifying into paper assets or real assets to protect yourself. Or if you have a heavy cash-flowing business, congratulations, uh, it might dictate what types of paper assets you hold. For example, you might want to keep a more conservative paper portfolio to offset a highly risky or volatile business. And here are some final thoughts to wrap things up today. This concept might seem pretty common sense, I know, but it's important to visualize and strategize around it. While your plan might be to work until retirement by simply using the you bucket, your plan could be derailed by something outside of your control. Think COVID? Anyone? Also, when you think about diversification, it doesn't just mean within a bucket. So, for example, within paper assets. It also means diversifying across all the buckets. And that is our show for today. If you want tons, tons of ideas on how to maintain and properly grow these four main buckets of assets, please check out thecollegeinvestor.com. It's got everything for you with all of these four buckets as the main idea. 
Also, follow us on social media. We're everywhere. We'd love to get to know you and help you to grow and maintain and thrive with all four of these buckets. Thanks again for stopping by today and listening, and we'll talk to you again real soon.